Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Personal Growth Project podcast, your one-stop shop for up-leveling your life. My name is Abigail Lang, and I am a full-time student, content creator, freelance video editor, writer, and motivational speaker. I'm here to help you grow into the life you've always wanted to have, so let's get real on how to do so. This is going to be the most controversial episode I have ever published, but given the events that are unfolding in Western society today, I knew that I had to make this and put it out and spread my message because I genuinely believe that if we don't stand up for what is right and if we don't speak our mind and really fight back against what's happening today, it's only going to get worse. And if we stay silent and if we don't fight back against what's happening, I genuinely can see society going in a very, very bad direction, like it kind of already is. So in this episode, we are going to be covering how to have godly values in an ungodly world, because now more than ever, the world is filled with ungodly values, especially, especially in Western society and in America. And there are plenty of people who are still fighting for godly values. And there are plenty of people who are still speaking their mind and being brave about it. But despite that, we're still seeing a massive rise in people being loud and proud about having ungodly values and even hating God and going as far as to promote satanic things in the media or to just flat out promote anti-Christian movements, which is what we need to speak about. So in this podcast episode, we are going to be covering the anti-Christian agenda, artists and companies that should be boycotted, the rise of immodesty and sexual immorality, And finally, how to avoid worldly influences if you want to strengthen your relationship with God and be a better Christian and help protect society from heading in a poor direction. So we need to start by talking about the anti-Christian agenda. And some people may debate me on this, but honestly, I don't think that there's any denying it nowadays that mainstream media and Hollywood seems to have a very, very public anti-Christian agenda, especially in Hollywood. I want to first point out the fact that it is a crime in society to mock pretty much every single religion except for Christianity. And I don't think mocking any religion should be okay. I want to preface this by saying that. But if you were to mock Muslim people, absolute outrage. You would not be able to get away with that. Like, you would definitely be canceled. If you were to mock Jewish people, there would still be a lot of backlash. You would not be allowed to get away with that. If you were to mock the Hindu religion, again, you would not be allowed to get away with that. But when it comes to mocking Christianity, somehow society seems to have deemed that is completely okay. Christianity is the one religion where we're seeing all over the media, people are mocking it and getting away with it, and no one is really standing up against it except for the brave few who are loud enough to keep standing up for what is right. For example, 
Megan Fox, I think, and her boyfriend, Machine Gun Kelly, who, well, let's be real, neither of them are very Christian people, but they went as far as to have this very scandalous and skimpy Halloween costume where Megan Fox was, like, practically in a bikini, and Machine Gun Kelly was, like, dressed as a priest or something, and they posted these photos to Instagram, and you can look up the costume if you want, but it was highly, highly disrespectful of Christianity, and it was very clearly mocking Christians. And so they made this whole big display of mocking Christians with such a derogatory costume, and the mainstream media was fine with it. Like, no mainstream media sources really covered it except for Fox News, because Of course, they're conservatives, and they're more likely to protect Christian values. But, like, if think about this. If someone were to do that with a Muslim costume, like, imagine a celebrity dressing up in a hijab in a very mocking sense and posing in a scandalous position like Megan Fox in her Instagram photos. It would not be okay. Like, whoever would do that would absolutely get canceled. But when it comes to Christianity, mainstream media seems to think that it's absolutely fine for celebrities to blatantly mock Christianity and get away with it. Now, moving on to the anti-Christian movement in companies, we can clearly see that a lot of companies are literally blatantly fine with selling merchandise that is anti-Christian, namely Target, which has recently been under a lot of controversy, and rightly so, because it decided, well, first of all, the issue was um, mainly caused by Target's Pride merch collection, namely the one that created pro-LGBTQ merch for children, but that's more so a political issue, and this podcast episode only has time to delve into the religious issues. So I'm not going to be covering that. But it started with mainly Target's Pride merch collection. But then the issue continued because Target decided that it would start a Pride merch collection by a pro-satanic designer with pins saying, like, Satan respects all pronouns and other various satanic merchandise. And that was pretty much a direct attack on Christians. I mean, completely. There is literally nothing more direct of an attack on Christians than to be promoting satanic values and satanism. Because as I said, imagine this with any other religion. That's like putting anti-Semitic merchandise in a store. That would be a direct attack on Jews. But for some reason, Target is fine with putting anti-Christian merchandise in stores. I mean, can you imagine the outrage if anti-Semitic merchandise were put in a store, like a big store like Target? I mean, that would not be allowed to fly. It would absolutely not be okay. But for some reason, that's okay when it comes to Christianity, because as I said, society seems to have an anti-Christian agenda. And the Snapchat AI bot was also seen pushing this anti-Christian agenda, 
Because if you say to the Snapchat AI bot, I'm a Christian, it's going to say like, oh, that's great that you're proud, but remember to be tolerant of all religions or something like that. But if you say I'm Muslim or I'm Jewish, it comes up with a much nicer response than it does if you say that you're Christian. And the same thing goes for even if you say to the Snapchat bot, I'm proud to be white. It'll literally say, I don't think being white is something to be proud of. We need to celebrate our differences. But if you say, I'm proud to be black or I'm proud to be Asian, it will say something along the lines of, that's great, I'm happy for you. I, I'm not making this up. You can look it up. I mean, it is just absolute bias programmed into this. And when we see how these major AI bots are continuing this anti-Christian agenda and how these big companies are continuing the agenda and how celebrities in Hollywood are doing it, we can see that there's like a clear issue going on because it's not just this subtle diss on Christians. What's going on in society is so completely blatantly an attack on Christians, especially the Grammys, which caused a lot of controversy, where Sam Smith was performing his song, I think it's called Unholy or something, and he decided he would show up to the Grammys in an all-red outfit and literally do satanic rituals on the stage with, like, big flames bursting out behind him and very provocative dances. And look, I mean, I could make an entire episode on how society in general is kind of degrading in its values of modesty and morality, and all the provocative dancing definitely displays that, but the main issue I'm going to talk about is the fact that it's completely okay to have a satanic ritual televised now for the Grammys, for such a major show like that. And the fact that the Grammys approved this performance and let it happen, even though it could obviously be offensive to Christians, just shows that society is completely fine with these blatant attacks on Christianity. Because as I said, if any other religion were to have something similar happen to them, it would absolutely not be allowed to fly. So now we need to talk about the artists and the companies that we should be boycotting and taking a stand against as Christians. Because nowadays, speaking up can be hard for some of us. And I do encourage you to speak up if you can. Absolutely. I encourage you to take a stand against what's going on and make it clear that you're not okay with this anti-Christian agenda being pushed. But for those of you who may not feel like it's safe for them to do so, namely because if you do so, you have a high risk of being canceled, and it could actually get you fired from a job or not accepted into college or socially ostracized nowadays because there is such a stigma against Christian values and there's such a war on living a Christian lifestyle nowadays. I actually completely understand why you would be afraid to speak up and say something about it. I'm running a really big risk by making this podcast episode because... I know for a fact that 
Probably some people are going to unsubscribe from my podcast. Some people are going to unfollow my podcast Instagram. Some people will be mad at me for saying the things that I'm saying. But I genuinely believe in God, and I believe in his values, and I believe that we need to be living godly lifestyles because we all will be judged one day. And when we are judged, how are we going to defend living an ungodly life when literally we had every opportunity to do the right thing? So if you're afraid to actually speak up, you can still make your voice heard by boycotting the artists and companies that are so blatantly disrespecting God. So I'm going to go over some of these artists and companies that have specifically and blatantly been disrespectful to Christianity. Firstly, as I said, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Megan Fox isn't an artist, but Machine Gun Kelly is, and obviously you don't want to be supporting someone like that who thinks it's fine to make a blatant mockery of Christianity. Secondly, and this one breaks my heart and probably will break yours too, but Taylor Swift has recently done two things that have honestly pretty much completely confirmed that she is not standing for Christian values. Starting with the worst thing of all, which is the music video that she recently posted for her song Karma, but the remix with Ice Spice, I think. And in this music video, Taylor Swift in one scene, she's talking about like how the people who have bad karma are going to look around and see everyone they burned to get there. And in this scene, Taylor Swift is wearing a literal devil mask, and she's surrounded by dancers who are pretty much, I think they're either wearing red or black. The background is red. They're all wearing devil masks. And Taylor Swift takes off this devil mask and smiles at the camera. And it's all very disturbing. Now, a few people have made TikToks pointing this out and pointing out that as Christians, they've found it disturbing. People have been saying that it's clearly a satanic reference that she's putting in her music video. So these people have been speaking up about it. Thank God that they have. Um, But the people in the comments who are defending Taylor Swift are saying that that scene of the music video is just saying that the people with bad karma are essentially, like, I guess comparable to Satan or, like, they have bad karma coming their way or something along those lines. Or they're saying that Taylor Swift is poking fun at the people who have made her out to be a Satanist. Because I will point out earlier one of the other things I was going to discuss was that at Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, during the Evermore or Folklore section, she's performing this song. I'm not sure if it's Willow or another song, but she performs this song where she puts a hood up and she's surrounded by hooded dancers and they all do like, this witchcraft-like ritual in a circle on stage. And people have pointed out, I mean, it's clearly meant to resemble witchcraft. This dance that they all do in a circle, like, the 
the movements of the dancers, it all resembles a ritual in witchcraft. So people have called her out for that, and so the defenders of the music video are saying that she put that in to basically laugh at the people who have accused her of being a witch or a Satanist. But regardless of whether that scene in the music video is actually to just point out the bad karma of the people who have wronged her, or to poke fun at the people calling her a Satanist, it's still not a joke. Like, I don't know if the people commenting realize, like, either way, that's still not something you want to be messing around with. You don't want to be messing around with Satan. And in fact, if she is poking fun at the people who have called her out for the witchcraft in her shows, then that's even worse because that means that she genuinely does not fear God and she thinks it's just a joke and she's not sorry for putting witchcraft in her shows if she thinks it's something to joke about. And either way, if she is pointing out the bad karma of the people who have wronged her and comparing them to the devil, either way, you do not want to be messing around with that. And To film an entire scene where you're being surrounded by people wearing devil masks and where you wear a devil mask yourself, I mean, I just can't imagine as a Christian going through all the effort to produce that scene, to buy the costumes, to learn the choreography, to do a satanic dance and dress up like a devil. That just doesn't even seem right. That doesn't even seem worth the effort to make such a simple message about the bad karma of the people who have wronged her. It just doesn't even make sense why you would go that far and take such a risky move in offending Christians just to make such a simple point. It really doesn't make sense to me. I don't think that those interpretations are correct. And I honestly don't know the true reason of why she put it in there, But the fact that she did put it in her music video, the fact that she is so okay with blatantly putting satanic references in her music videos clearly shows that she does not fear God to the level that she should be. Because the Bible makes it very clear that you should not be messing around with satanic things or with witchcraft. So, honestly... I think Taylor Swift needs to be boycotted for this one. And as I said, it breaks my heart because I don't think that all of her songs are bad. But the satanic reference in her music video, the witchcraft in her shows, and some of her lyrics, like in her karma song, which the devilish reference was in, one of her lines says, karma is a god, which Christians have also pointed out is offensive because obviously there's so many lines in the Bible about you shall have no other God but me. I mean, it's obvious. So although she does have some good songs that are completely innocent and aren't promoting ungodly values, she does have some really sweet songs. She has some good songs. I will not lie. I really loved Taylor Swift's music. I loved her new album. And I was actually really excited for Speak Now, Taylor's version. But after this, I don't feel like it's okay for us to be streaming her music and putting money in her pocket when she is so openly okay 
with offending Christians everywhere and putting messages in her music videos that are just so blatantly satanic. I don't think that it's okay for us to be supporting artists who are okay with that, because I think they know better, and anyone with a conscience who's a Christian would not do any of those things. We wouldn't do any sort of Grammys performance with satanic rituals. We wouldn't do witchcraft on stage. We wouldn't wear a devil mask in a music video, because I think all of us have the conscience, and we know that it would be wrong. So for these artists to be so okay with doing these things publicly makes it clear that they really have strayed far from God, and they don't fear God enough to know that those things are wrong. Because doing those things in private is one thing. You know, having these ungodly values in private, okay, but if you're pushing it, to such a wide audience and you're completely fine with that, it completely indicates that you don't fear God. So I honestly think that we need to remove music from these artists from our playlists because we can't be supporting this anymore. So Sam Smith, Taylor Swift, Doja Cat, also, I'm not even sure if I pronounced that right, but she got some sort of demonic tattoo She's been wearing a lot of all red recently, which honestly is a big indicator that she's also sold her soul to Hollywood. Lil Nas X, I'm not sure if I pronounced that right either. He is so blatantly against God. I mean, so blatantly. I'm pretty sure he came out with like Satan shoes or something like that a few years ago. His music video was literally him pole dancing to hell. Obviously, you should not be listening to Lil Nas X if you claim to be a Christian. And finally, Madonna and Billie Eilish have also promoted demonic influences through their music. And now on to companies. Obviously, Target, completely boycott. I am not going to shop there if I can help it. There's just no reason to be supporting a company that is so okay with putting satanic merchandise in their store. Absolutely not. And this one isn't really a company, but it's the other big example I can think of, which is the Dodgers team. The Dodgers team recently promoted some anti-Christian group called, I think it was, it was something to do with perpetual indulgence And this anti-Christian LGBTQ group literally did some performance where I think someone was pole dancing around Jesus on a cross. I mean, it was absolutely a direct attack on Christianity. But the Dodgers team decided to support this anti-Christian group, which just honestly, I mean, why? Because there are a lot of Christians in America so these blatant attacks on Christianity are just, I, f- I fail to understand how these companies think that it's okay. So definitely boycott those two for sure. Because boycotting these artists and these companies is how you can make your voice heard if you're too afraid to speak up. Because when you stop putting money into the pockets of these people who are taking their platform or these companies who are taking their massive reach and using it to promote satanic values, then you're showing them that you're not okay with that. 
And if you're supporting these companies, listening to these artists, you're actively allowing them to continue pushing their ungodly values out. So to fight back against this, boycott those companies and artists. Remove their music from your playlists because you don't want to stream it and give them money to continue doing what they've been doing. And I know it's hard and I know it will take self-discipline because this morning when I found out about Taylor Swift's music video, I was heartbroken and I really didn't want to remove her music from my playlist. I did not want to stop listening to Taylor Swift because, I don't know, there are just so many of her songs that I actually like. And I was like, gosh, that's going to be so difficult to stop listening to all Taylor Swift because of these few incidents. But then I thought about it, and the truth of the matter is that if you don't make those moves to promote godly values, if you don't stand up for what's right, even if it's difficult, what are you going to say on Judgment Day when God is judging you? How are you even going to justify supporting an artist that was literally supporting Satan, literally the enemy of God. How are you going to justify that? How can you justify that? Because it's like something so simple, just listening to a song or not listening to a song. It's a simple decision when you really think about it. And for you to take such a simple decision and make the wrong one, make that decision to listen to an artist that's been promoting Satan when it's literally so easy to just not listen to that artist. I find that very hard to justify, and I don't know how you're going to explain to God why you did that. Because at the end of the day, Taylor Swift may have good music, you may like shopping at Target, but it's not going to kill you if you stop listening to Taylor Swift or stop shopping at Target. It may be difficult, but when you think about it, tests of faith sometimes are difficult. It's not always meant to be easy. And in fact, it shows your dedication to God and it shows how godly you are when you can make the more difficult decisions in the right way. If you make the right decision on something as difficult as cutting out your favorite artist, no longer shopping at your favorite store, that really shows God that you've given your heart to him. And making those hard decisions is even more admirable. So don't be afraid to make that decision and please do make those decisions because you want to be able to stand before God when he judges you, and you want to be able to say that you did everything you can to live a godly life, even when it was hard, like in this case, when it involves cutting out an artist you love or not shopping at a store you love. Now we're going to move on to the controversial segment of this episode, which is the segment about the rise of immodesty and sexual immorality. And I'm going to try to keep this short because I plan on actually making an entire podcast episode on this because it's such a relevant issue. But nowadays, it's obvious that we have been promoting dressing in a more revealing way than we ever did before. I mean, society has never seen more revealing clothing than what we have right now. Think about it. I mean, obviously, the 50s, people were way more covered up. In the 70s, what was considered scandalous is now pretty much considered modest. Nowadays, people can literally get away with 
I mean, literally wearing pretty much nothing to the beach. People wear revealing outfits to school. People are fine with wearing super short shorts. Crop tops are absolutely the norm when it comes to clothing for teenage girls. Like, literally most teenage girls I know regularly wear crop tops. It's incredibly rare to see any girl wear a one-piece or even a tankini, which is like a longer um, swimsuit top that covers your stomach, to the beach. People exclusively wear bikinis to the beach, which literally, it's, it's the same as underwear to me. The exact same as underwear. There's literally no difference because you're showing the same amount of skin in my mind. And with guys, I don't see as much of an issue with guys' clothing because obviously, like, I, I don't know. It's just not normal at all for guys to really be showing skin because what are they going to show? Like, there, there's really no body parts that they have to show off. But there are some guys, like, who have started bodybuilding in the gym and like to post all these gym pictures with their shirt off, flexing their muscles, and that also borders on immorality because what you're doing is you're living in a vain way and you're promoting yourself instead of promoting God. You're just making these posts and showing off your body in a way that glorifies yourself instead of glorifying God. And that's the way that you should be looking at it. I'm not trying to police what anyone is wearing and I'm not saying that there should be rules like, oh, you can't wear this, you can't wear that. No, I'm just saying that as Christians, we need to really think about the intent behind what we're wearing. We need to think about that. Why are you wearing something revealing? Really think about it. Because oftentimes, it's for attention. It's so that you can feel quote-unquote confident. But it's actually just so that you can glorify yourself. I mean, the people who say that wearing really revealing clothing is good for confidence, when you think about it, that confidence comes directly from glorifying your body. It's not really true confidence in who you are as a person. It's confidence in how your body looks, which is not really the type of thing that Christians should be promoting because we're all about your values and your heart and the type of person you are, not the type of body you have. And yes, you should take care of your body. You should work out. And if you want to get a good body, I'm all for it. I mean, working out is great. And if you can feel confident about your body by working out, by all means do it. But I don't think that the right thing to do is to keep promoting this rise in immodest clothing and revealing your body to the world. And I honestly do think that this is more of an issue with females than it is with males, though the male bodybuilding and vanity is definitely becoming a big issue. I see more a days it's females who are showing more and more and more skin and it's just really heartbreaking because even I see girls who are super young wearing crop tops and really short Lululemon skirts, and it just, it's not where they should be getting their value from. Because 
we're all made in God's image in exactly the way that we are, whether we have a great body or not. God loves us, and we're worthy for our values and our heart and our intelligence, not the way that our body looks in a swimsuit. But nowadays, you see girls posting bikini photos left and right on Instagram. And when people go to festivals, for example, like Coachella, people wear the most revealing outfits ever. I mean, they just completely show everything. And it's totally normal nowadays to look at a girl's Instagram and see, like, multiple pictures of her in a very skimpy bikini. It's completely normal. Like... Girls just are completely fine nowadays with showing it all, leaving absolutely nothing to the imagination. And as I said, I will make a podcast episode on this because I think it's very important for women to understand how to fix this way of thinking um, because it really does help with confidence when you stop basing your worth on your body and the way that it looks. But I digress. The point is that There's so many Bible verses about how vanity is a sin and about how lust and temptation are bad. And I just don't think that wearing these revealing clothes is at all bringing us closer to God. And when we do things in life, we want to always think about, are they bringing me closer or farther from God? And in this case, when it comes to wearing revealing clothing and this rise in immodesty, How is that ever going to bring us closer to God? When you go out and you wear something revealing, when you could wear something modest, why are you making that decision? Who are you making it for? Because it's not for the glory of God, obviously. It's for the glory of yourself. And I will admit, I think I feel strongly about this because my parents did raise me to think this way, but I'm so glad that they did because... To this day, I have never gone out in a crop top that shows my midriff. I have never posted a bikini photo on Instagram. And I did used to post um, progress photos in the gym where I did show my stomach, but I stopped that and I took them all down from my Instagram. I stopped showing my body, even if it was in a setting of working out. Because I just don't think that it's right to put that all out there because you're glorifying yourself and not God, as I said. So that's just something to think about. And when it comes to sexual immorality, this is the big taboo topic of the episode, but it has to be covered because God has made it very clear in the Bible that sex is supposed to be something that's saved for marriage. There are Bible verses about how the marriage bed should be pure. And that means that both people, both the bride and groom, have not been sleeping with other people because that's essentially bringing other people into the marriage bed. And I mean, I watched a sermon on this topic when I was about 15 years old, you know, before I ever got in a relationship or started talking to guys. And um, I'm pretty sure, oh, I wish I remember the name of it, but I'm pretty sure it was by Mike Todd, maybe, and he was talking about why Christians should wait until marriage. And genuinely speaking, I made that decision when I was 15 that I was going to wait until marriage. 
and I've completely stuck with that decision. And there have been moments where it's like, you know, there's kind of an opportunity to go in that direction, but every time I shut it down because I will stick with that decision that I made because I genuinely believe that it's respectful to your future partner when you wait until marriage. It's it's the right thing to do. It's just the godly thing to do, in my opinion. The Bible does make it clear. I mean, I think we should be living by the Bible. And I know that nowadays hookup culture is a really big thing. It's a prevalent issue. Most people in college end up hooking up with someone. One night stands are a common thing. It's completely normalized to just meet someone at a bar, sleep with someone from a bar, and then never see them again. It's completely normalized. And I know that I'm very, very conservative in the way that I think about sex, but I genuinely believe that it's one, the godly thing to do, and two, it also leads to more happiness, statistically speaking. Um, Studies came out that were literally proving that couples who wait until marriage generally have happier marriages than people who don't wait until marriage. And the sad thing is that because sexual immorality has become so prevalent nowadays, and I do think it's fueled by the rise of immodesty I talked about, but anyways, because it has become so prevalent nowadays, I even know, like, many people my age who've already started sleeping with other people, and it just honestly breaks my heart because I think that when we're allowing and normalizing having kids at a very young age, well, not really kids, more so teenagers, sleeping with other teenagers. I mean, when you think about it, if you're under 18, you're still like, even if you're 16 or 17, that's still a very young age to be making those decisions. And the Bible makes it clear that when you sleep with someone, you're essentially tying your soul to them spiritually. So their worries, doubts, problems, sins, all of that, you're essentially picking up. And if you don't believe in that, then still science has proven that the chemicals that the body releases when you sleep with someone do bond you together emotionally. So when we're promoting this culture of sleeping with people, bonding our souls to random people who may literally be awful people who we have nothing in common with. It's just a recipe for unhappiness, and more so, it's a direct violation of what the Bible intends sex to be. And I honestly can say wholeheartedly that if you haven't made that decision yet to wait, Even if it's already too late, even if you've already messed up in that regard, you can decide to make that decision now and wait until marriage. Even if you've already slept with someone, you can recommit to that decision and decide that you're going to wait from this point forward until marriage. And if you haven't, I highly encourage you to make that decision now and stick with it. And you can watch more sermons about it if you need that extra guidance, but I genuinely believe 
it's what God would want for us because God wants us to be happy. And the science has shown that you're bonding yourself emotionally when you sleep with someone. God wants to protect us from emotionally bonding ourselves to people who are going to hurt us or people who have bad values or people who we're not compatible with. Because you're not going to marry someone, well, you shouldn't be marrying someone who has bad values or who you're not compatible with or who you don't feel safe with, which is why God is saying that we should wait until we're married to take that step and sleep with someone. That's protecting us from the hurt that would come from being emotionally bonded to the wrong person. So I really encourage you to make that decision because I have not once regretted making that decision and I genuinely know that I am going to stick with that decision because one, it's respectful to whoever I marry in the future and two, it protects my heart from that hurt of emotionally connecting myself to the wrong person and three, it's what God would want which means it's the right thing for me to do. And also, I'd like to add that you should be looking at this from a perspective of also self-worth and how much you value yourself. Because we are all very worthy because we're made in God's image. You're a worthy person. You're a valuable person. And when you just sleep with anyone, you're giving someone complete access to your body. And you need to be thinking about, do they really deserve that complete access to your body like that is the most like intimate form of connection you can have with another person do you really want to allow just anyone to have that connection with you it always helps to think about things from that perspective because you need to realize that you're completely worthy and you're valuable and you don't want to just be giving that up to just anyone that you meet because you're worth more than that. Not everyone deserves that access to you. So to recap, we have talked about the anti-Christian agenda, all of the artists and companies like Taylor Swift, Sam Smith, Target that should be boycotted because of promoting blatantly satanic agendas and anti-christian values we've talked about the rise of immodesty and sexual immorality and how those things are taking us away from god and causing us to further abandon godly values and promote ourselves instead of god we've talked about sexual immorality in detail and how when you wait until marriage and decide to abstain from sleeping around and abstain from hookup culture, you're protecting yourself, you're protecting your heart, you're doing what God would want you to do. And we've made it clear that we have the choice to fight back against ungodly values by taking these steps, whether it be boycotting companies, speaking our minds about things, abstaining from sleeping around with people, and most importantly, just knowing the values that we stand for so we know what values we don't stand for. Because when you know the values that God would want you to have, when you know the values that you want to adopt and that you stand by, it becomes so much easier to be against anything that contradicts those values. 
So I hope that this episode has really helped you define the values that you have, and I hope that this episode has helped you understand, unfortunately, the heinous agenda that society is pushing, but more so, I really hope that it helps you understand that you have a choice to fight back against it by making the right decisions and making authentic decisions that align with godly values. Because when we make those decisions and we make those calls, we're taking a stand for what's right. And I genuinely believe that when God judges every single one of us, he will know that you have tried your best to fight back against the ungodly influences of the world. So I hope that this episode helped you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next week's episode. If you want to support the podcast, I've put the podcast links in the show notes, and you can follow the podcast Instagram at Personal Growth Project Official to stay updated on all new episodes and everything that's going on in my life. And also you can follow my personal Twitter at Abigail Lang for more personal updates on my life and just to keep up with everything that I'm thinking and saying and my plans. And finally, if you enjoyed this episode, if you want to make a stand for what's right and help this reach more people, give the episode or more so the podcast a five-star rating and please share it with someone you know. Thank you again and I'll see you next week.